This is the What I Love For podcast for Thursday, June 27th, 2019. Welcome back to another episode of the What I Live For podcast, and today I'm interviewing my good friend Ryan Tomko. Ryan is a personal trainer. He's a podcaster for the show Lose, Lose Weight, Create Life, and he's just a good friend. He's had a weight loss story uh, like no other person I've ever uh, met, but he also is the most positive person I've ever met uh, in real life. Uh, the guy, is, he just exudes positive mindset, and you'll hear a lot of that in this episode. He uh, he's had a lot of struggles, not only with his weight loss, but you know he had, he had a health scare, and he also um, had a, a loss of a, a loved one. So you'll hear a lot about that in the episode. Um, but j- just from talking with Ryan, like I I just feed off his positive energy, and I hope you do too. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. But before we get into the episode, uh, if you want to contact me, you can email me at what I love for podcast at gmail.com or you can follow me on social media. I'm mostly on Instagram. You can follow me at Willie Gillis. So let's get right into the episode. So I'm here with Ryan Tomko. Uh, Ryan is a, a really, he's a new friend of mine um, and I've been trying to get him on the podcast for a while. Um, and I wanted to bring Ryan on the show just to talk about his story and what he has going on and what he has going on uh, in the future. So uh, thank you for being on the What I Look For podcast, Ryan. Absolutely, Willie. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This this has been a this has been like a long time in the works. Like we've been trying to get this going for weeks. Yeah. Now. And then I was sick <laughs> like a week ago. So, yeah. Uh, you know, there's never a perfect time. It just <laughs> kind of happens when it happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> So I I always ask this question um, to all of my guests. Um, yeah, we're gonna start at the beginning. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Northeast Ohio. I still reside here to this day. Yeah, and it's it's usually cloudy if it's not snowing. And <laughs> right now, I, it, it's for the last couple of weeks, it's been deciding whether or not it wants to go back to winter or if we're actually gonna go into summer anytime soon. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we get more sunshine here. But man, has it just been raining constantly? So, but yeah, I've been in Northeast Ohio my whole life, really. And since you've been in Ohio, like, what was your what was your childhood like? Like, was it a happy childhood? Mm-hmm. Was it like, you know, the normal childhood where it's ups and downs? Like, how was your childhood? Yeah. So my childhood was, it was, it just was, and <laughs> <laughs> I I grew up with. I grew up with two parents that I don't know were ready to really be parents, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And I, my dad was pretty absent growing up. He was, you know, in the household and stuff, however, not very present or around. He was dealing with uh, drug issues as well growing up. And yeah. then my mom growing up always was obviously dealing with my dad at the same time. And they were always at odds with each other. And she was fighting their own demons through alcohol and smoking. And she was just a workaholic at the same time as well. Yeah. And then that kind of just left me and my sister there and kind of defend for ourselves. So growing up, I really had no like positive influence or direction. And it was it was just constantly like, I was a terrible student, <laughs> and every time I would go to study or something, I would just I would just not, <laughs> and 
so many times I found myself needing help and wanting help or wanting answers to things yeah. just in life in general. And I never felt like I had that outlet and I never felt like I had that support system there. And, you know, like I said, I, we did with the best with what we had. And obviously money's tight. Money's always tight with families. And, you know, I understood why my parents weren't present in a lot of situations and why things were the way they were to a certain extent. And, you know, I appreciate the work they put in. However, you know, they, it at the time, it definitely left me very, just very qu questioning everything, you know. Yeah. I never really had a direction. I really never felt like I had a drive or a purpose. It was just kind of survive each day and <laughs> get through the day without getting screamed at or, you know, getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, and from what you're telling me, like, it's interesting to, to hear, like, this whole story from you and then to see who you are now, like it's like a complete 180 from what you present yourself as like right now, like you're a totally complete, completely different person than you just described. Absolutely. And you know, the biggest thing in my life, right? Well, one of, one of my biggest values is absolutely no drugs, alcohol, smoking, all of that is completely, I've never done or touched any of it. I know yeah. a lot of people don't believe me when I say that. However, I feel like those things, and I don't shame anyone that does it. I've done a lot of inner workings to just accept people as they are in those situations. And they, in my in my opinion, I think they really deter us from what we really want in life. And they really do hold us back from the potential we seek, the greatness we want to create. And I just knew it wasn't for me. And that's not to say it's not for somebody else to help as a coping mechanism, as long as it's, you know, in moderation and it's not like a, you know, a hardcore drug, let's say. Yeah. However, I, I think ultimately those things, just like many things in our life, they, they hold us back from our potential. Yeah. So. And you're, so you're but, talking about the struggles of like drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. But, you know, I know your story yeah. is about weight, but when did yes. your weight become an issue? My weight has always been an issue, Willie. Uh, growing up, I was always the bigger kid. And since my parents weren't around, really, or not present, it was eat whatever you could, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would, you, you know, nutrition was never, it was never a, yeah, it never existed in my life. I, I could never understand the concept. So growing up, I, what it was just eat whatever you could. Just be happy you're eating and <laughs> eat what you can get your hands on. And then... Growing up after I graduated high school and then going into more of a professional career, so I didn't go to college right away. Yeah, yeah. I got a full time job as a retail store manager, and this was <laughs> I want to share with you my idea, Willie, of what good nutrition was at that time. Okay, so not 18, 19 year old Ryan thought, Man, nutrition means eating well or eating a lot of food, right? Yeah. So every morning <laughs> before I would go to work. I would always stop at a either a McDonald's or a Burger King right by my house on my drive because I would have like a, you know, 45, 50 minute commute. Yeah. And I would always stop and get a large Coke, a sandwich or two, and then, you know, a hash brown of some sort and something on the go. And I thought, man, I'm eating well. This is nutrition, right? <laughs> it's It's interesting now that I look back how much money I spent on all that stuff and then just what I was eating at the time. It's kind of disgusting to think about because then throughout the days, it, it was a very cyclical thing because at lunch then, 
I would just, I worked in a grocery store, right? So I would just eat literally anything that's there, anything yeah. you could throw in a microwave, anything that was crazy high in sodium and terribly bad for you, I was eating. And then on the way home, I would always, so I, dinner was always an interesting thing too, because I would always stop somewhere on the way home, like a fast food place, right? That was my, if you, I'm doing air quotes over here, but like <laughs> in between meal to lead me to dinner and it would uh, it would always be way too much, right? Yeah. And I would it was like McDonald's or Taco Bell, something. Taco Bell is probably the favorite one, if I'm being honest. And then when you get home, kind of unwind, unwind, and you're just kind of I know myself, I was just kind of miserable, depressed, and moping around. Then I would have another dinner, quotes again, and <laughs> again whatever I could get my hands on. And whatever tasted good, right? So a lot of pizza, a lot of pasta, a lot of, you know, all sorts of stuff. And it really never dawned on me until I met my trainer, kind of, yeah. And health was never an idea in my mind until I met my trainer. And it's kind of an interesting thing how we met. But I'll I'll throw it back to you for a second because I'm sure you want to. Take, take me through your no no you're good I was your, your gonna, steps there i was gonna jump in and to say like you were yeah. talking about nutrition and so we don't learn that like we like as as people right. who are in their you know 20s and 30s we didn't learn about nutrition because our parents didn't know what we were supposed to do so like no like so no. we just we assume we eat food and and we will be fine we didn't know a calorie was a calorie or how much fat or carbs or proteins and stuff like you were just like all right that's a pizza roll i'm gonna eat a pizza roll like you didn't right. know you didn't know any of that stuff and i and you know i'm coming to find that out like just having conversations with you know just my wife and stuff like that like and, and she had the same issue too like like because she had to fend for, like like you you had to fend for yourself so like yeah. she didn't know like that you know eating pizza rolls and, and stuff like that it was a bad thing and like eating stuff in excess right. like no, i mean nobody knows that like we didn't grow up with that and like now i think more kids are like they know from what, what their parents are learning that you can't eat in excess like you have to eat a certain amount of calories to be fulfilled right absolutely and i know for me personally speaking it was anytime i was gonna go on a quote-unquote diet at that time it was Okay, well, if I'm gonna go on a diet, I just need to eat salads for three, four meals a day, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that was my idea of good, nu- good nutrition. And I mean, it's crazy the things we, you know, come to think of and the way we see nutrition growing up. Yeah, it is really interesting. So you were talking about how you met your trainer. So how did that? Yeah. How did that part of your story go? Right. So I was working at a retail store here in Northeast Ohio, right? Mm -hmm. And one day out of nowhere, and like I said, at this time, I'm over 400 pounds. I have no concept of nutrition, exercise, (laughs) anything, right? And I'm working with the cashiers the one day. I'm up front helping the cashiers. And in comes this guy, big buff dude. And I remember just looking at him like in awe, like, is this real life? Like, there's got this dude's got to be on steroids, right? Yeah. And one of my employees, this guy, my coworker named Matt, he came up and actually started up a conversation with him. And 
uh, at the time, the gentleman was buying toilet paper and paper towels and a lot of them. And that's all he bought. And I was like, man, that's weird that he's only buying that. But who the hell is this dude? And <laughs> after Matt, my coworkers, was talking to him and after he, the gentleman left i went up to matt afterwards i was like matt who is that guy and he's like that's my trainer that's my trainer his name is pat yeah. pat owns a gym right around the corner from here that's why he was buying all the paper towels and toilet paper and he just runs uh he, he personal trains people it's his own gym it's kind of a smaller place but that yeah that's basically it and at the time you know there was no invitation to join there was no nothing I don't know what it was in me <clears throat> at that time, excuse me, but there was something in me that wanted to know more and engage more yeah. and be a part of whatever was going on there. And I said to Matt, I was like, Matt, is there any way I can come work out with you? And he's like, yeah, I don't see why not. So he got in touch with Pat, asked him if it was okay. And next thing I knew that Friday, I believe it was a Monday or Tuesday when this day happened. That Friday, we started working out on Friday nights after I got off work, and that became the routine for several months. And now, and the, I'm not sure if I said his name already, but Pat, my trainer, he is now in present day. And this was, I'm kind of fumbling here, but this was 2013, I want to say 2013 or 2014, I believe. Yeah. And when I met Pat. And now, five, six years later, Pat and I are really, really good friends. Like, he, I would call the guy for anything, and he's become more than just my trainer, right? And he's such an important piece of my life. And at that time, having somebody there for me when I really wasn't even there for myself, I mean, that was pivotal, and that was everything to me. And me and Matt worked out with him on Friday nights for forever, and then I got more acclimated to the gym. I would go on other days than just Fridays. Because at first, you know, going through a full body routine with a guy who's done bodybuilding his entire life, like it's tough. And it's tough to keep up with. So I was doing it like once a week just on Fridays with them and trying to eat better. Yeah. And, it, you know, it eventually grew into this obsession that I had to get stronger, to get leaner, and to do all these things. And, I mean, that was that was the start of everything for me. You know, it wasn't the end result of everything. It, it wasn't what ended up bringing my success. However, it's what really steered me into where I'm at now. And it helped me realize that I could do more with my life. I could be more with my life. And I could be and do more for others as well, Yeah, which was yeah. huge. And, and, you, and you touched on a point there. Like, you really have to have some kind of a support system. Like, even if it's yes. somebody, like, who, who's been through it or uh, who's somebody who's in that in that kind of in that kind of world, like you need somebody like that. And like, for me, I, I had my wife because we did it together. Um, yeah. You know, I woke up one day and said, I'm going to lose weight. And she said, I'm going to do it with you. So like, right. I feel like you have to have some kind of support system. If, even if they're not doing it with you directly, like they're cheering you on. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, as I look back now, the other thing that I found was so important. So let me, let me, tie people into the rest of what I was talking about before as to why that didn't lead to my success real quick. So I, I trained with Pat for years and we had been together for a long time. I still see him every so often now, except he just had a surgery. So I haven't been working out with him recently, yeah. currently. However, <clears throat> we had been working out for a long time together and 
I know when you and I talked on my podcast, I told you I had a surgery. I had a cyst growing in the sac where your heart sits. Yes. And they had to cut through my right pec to get the cyst out. And that put me, I was at my leanest at that time. When I went into that surgery, I was 286 pounds. I was at the peak of what I thought I could do, you know, at that time at Mm -hmm. least. And then the surgery happened and then came the recovery and then came adding more weight, more and more weight. And eventually I I was back basically where I started. I lost the drop. Where did you start it? I was a little over 400 pounds. Okay. I I usually just say 400 because just because it's easier, but I know it was a little lower. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. So at, at the highest, that's where I was was 400, and and you got I, all the way down to 286. Yeah, yeah. That was 2015. I want to say mm-hmm. when I had the surgery, and yeah, I just I was never really able to recover from the surgery the way it was done, and you know, to this day, my chest is still a little off looking as well Mm -hmm. as functionally it's my right side where they had to cut through is still a little weaker and you know it's just something i have to deal with now at the time it was very debilitating and very it made me lose my love for the gym not that in particular however just that and then not being able to get my groove back in the gym and eventually i just kind of fell out of love with the gym if i'm being honest and i was still working out with pat at the time we were I mean, we became training partners together, and I was going there two, three times a week, really. And it, I just, I was still eating like crap. I was making excuses, and I just wasn't putting my all into it. I was, I had the cruise control in my life, right? I just <laughs> wasn't seeing what I was capable of still. Yeah. I didn't have any real drive or anything. And then, fast forward a little bit here, at, now, I was probably like 350 when this all happened, what I'm about to talk about here. So I'm about 350 pounds, and October 1st of 2017, my mom passed very unexpectedly. And it was, I, I'm not sure how it is for other people that lose a loved one. However, I was the one that found my mom, and yeah. it definitely took its toll. And I eventually leading up to even the beginning of 2019 i found myself at 378 pounds is where i was at and i've never really said that before willie <laughs> you, you and i have, <laughs> i must feel very comfortable here because i've really never really said that out loud yeah but i appreciate it 378 at the beginning of 2019 and after losing my mom a couple things happened i really had to explore what life was for me and what I wanted to get out of it. Yeah. You see, my mom left so much potential behind and so much life behind that I'm sure if she were to talk about it now, she would probably feel like she wasted, unfortunately. And I learned really quickly that I wasn't going to le- I wasn't going to be that. I wasn't going to die one day and not have lived out the things I wanted to do because now I had seen death, and I didn't know what my life was until I saw death. And it, it gave me the drive I really needed, Un- you know, unfortunately, but it, was, it really was what drove me. And there, from there, I found that I really wanted to help people. I really wanted to help people like Pat, my trainer, help me, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, you know, the other thing, the other big thing I learned was 
that I needed to find what my happiness consisted of because for so long I had been putting my life on cruise control and I found out that I had lost all that weight originally. However, I still wasn't happy with myself. And when I went into that surgery, yeah, it sucked, but I didn't have a good mindset. Yeah, and I, I, under, I, I understand that too because I, you know, me and you have similar story. Like we have a similar story. Right, like, right. You know, I got from I, my highest was 492 and I got all the way down to 192. And then I just thought, oh, I'm done. Like I yeah. lost 300 pounds and I'm done with my journey. You know, Right. Unfortunately, I wasn't done because I didn't fix the mindset stuff um, and the eating stuff. So, like, I still had a bad relationship with food, and you know, I went back up. So, like, we have we have mm-hmm. similar story with 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 mindset and, and getting your head right. Absolutely, and you you know the th- the thing was is it, I didn't just wake up and have this epiphany like, oh my god, my mindset's awful. <laughs> I was working with a life coach after my mom passed because I was having like night terrors. I couldn't sleep for months because I would constantly dream of my mom when I found her that night. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I was working with my life coach. Uh, his name is Jesse Brizendine. And I mean, dude has changed my life. He changed my perception with things were with my mom in the past and then her death, helping cope with that. But then he really helped me figure out, that I wasn't happy and that a lot of the reason I wasn't happy is because I wasn't living up to the potential that I knew I was capable of. Yeah. When we really dove into that and hearing somebody tell it to me, he was like, Ryan, you're, you're amazing. You deserve all the things you just need to do them and work towards them. And it wasn't until somebody really sat me down and said it that way. And we really looked at it from that perspective that I realized like, I hadn't been happy for so long, but then I also learned that my happiness doesn't have to just be tied to getting whatever thing. So imagine whatever, whatever that goal is that you're working towards, either if it's a weight, if it's starting a business, if it's writing your book, everybody thinks that that outcome that you're going to get on the other end is the happiness. However, I've learned, (laughs) I've learned from me speaking at least that Happiness really has to be a day-to-day process and evaluating it every day and making sure you take steps every day to make sure you're living each day with a purpose mm-hmm. and you're feeling your days. I'm still I'm borrowing that from uh, Brendan Burchard and just feeling your days, feeling good about your days, feeling like you made an impact in your life and you're taking steps forward. And that's when you gain the confidence that's when you gain the confidence to do to do the thing to write the book to start the business those little steps those little building blocks build those great things but it starts day by day and it's all little steps that we take or we're not taking and we really have to sit down look ourselves in the mirror and journaling has been a big thing i know you talked about it on your podcast yeah however Journaling very recently for me has gotten me more clear with myself and just in general more clear, more true about what is going on in my life. And am I really going towards the direction I want to be? And if I'm not, okay, well, what steps do I need to implement each day? And I, it, it wasn't until I really figured that out that I can do great things. However, it doesn't all just come at once. <laughs> we, we just like weight loss, right? We have to take the day to day and finding 
finding your happiness along the journey is what's going to make the end of the journey that much better in my in my opinion and without without the proper mindset going into those things you're never you're going to fault at times you're going to have failures you're going to have struggles and without developing or looking into your mindset and i know there's going to be somebody listening there or listening out there in the inter- or the radio world going yeah well i mean i get that i guess but you know i'm happy right we we always make justifications for ourselves to say oh yeah i'm happy but <clears throat> when you look at your life are you, are you really satisfied or, or are you just making up excuses for yourself you know only unfortunately only time will tell and when we're on our bed on the last day and this is it that's when it'll ultimately tell you know did were you doing the things did it all end up paying off for you but i think mindset is got to be the biggest thing that's helped me now losing weight this to this point because this this time around beginning of 2019 when i finally started taking my health my life more seriously i've not only seeing the return in my body, my strength, and just my overall well-being, but I've also seen it in the entrepreneurial side that I'm trying to pursue here as well, and different things that different things I want to achieve going forward as well. It's been incredible, but the first step was really, truly honing in the mindset and being honest with yourself. And if you're not okay, that's okay too. Yeah. I know that's kind of a and it can be an overdone <laughs> statement at times. However, it it's so true. I mean, you you know this as well. And it's it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to allow yourself to stay there. And, yeah, and you, that's that's just something that we have to reconcile every day. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't know themselves. So, like a lot of people don't spend mm-hmm. a lot, the problem is a lot of people don't spend a lot of time by themselves, or exactly, or just with silence because, uh, you know. Technology is not a bad thing, but when you're always using your phone for every minute of your day where you're bored, like that's yes. that's become a problem. So, like, I feel like if people just spend at least like 10 minutes a day just in silence, like, I feel like you would kind of connect with yourself. And yeah. a lot of people have not connected with themselves, they had they, they a lot of people don't know themselves, um, exactly. And you really have to you have to hone that skill. and you know, I'm still learning with journaling and stuff like that, but like, right, a lot of people don't know themselves, or they think they, they are, you know, what they have, or they think they are like, what they own and stuff like that. So I, I, I don't know. Or they are what they don't own, absolutely, yes. because we we the comparison to others is huge too. I know you were talking about that on your last mm-hmm. podcast episode. I want to I would love to touch that point too as well. However, the just to back up on your idea there before is a lot of the times too we see ourselves through our relationships and it's the validation we get from others that gives us that fulfillment as well and we get distracted when we don't focus on ourselves as well when we don't have that alone time. For example, my a lot a lot of people go through and get you know if they get married or they have a good relationship and then they only see themselves with that person and the only like happy time they have is when they're with that person Mm -hmm. and then when they're alone what are you doing constantly missing that person which is it's a tough place to be and rather than being present with yourself and really spending that time with yourself just like you would spend quality time with 
your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever. Yeah. It's it's like that. And then I, I've got this good friend. His name is Tim. And whenever I'm around Tim, everybody has this friend, I think, or at least I hope <laughs> everybody does. And if not, you can be me and Willie, mine and Willie's friend. Yep. However, everybody has this friend that when you're around them, you feel great, right? Mm-hmm. And my buddy Tim, every time I'm around him, it's like, man, I could freaking, I don't know, I could jump to the moon right now. I could do a thousand push-ups in one sitting right now. Like, he just, he feeds me that energy. And then when you're not around that person, and it's just like, oh, I'm not that great anymore. And it <laughs> becomes very somber, and you're like, man, I wish Tim was around still. And again, that takes us, that takes time away from us being, like you said, with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then when we're not present with other people and then present with ourselves, that's when we start playing the comparison game and we start looking at other people's lives on social media. Oh, well, why don't I have a Lamborghini? Or why don't I have that body yet? Why don't I have, you know, X, Y, and Z? And that is the most dangerous, that's another dangerous thing we do. Not only not knowing ourselves or developing a good mindset, but playing the comparison game. And we all do it. Yep. Even if we don't think we're doing it, we're all doing it <laughs> in some fashion, right? Yep. And yep. it's it's such a it's such a dangerous game because I, I know you know, up until I really started getting better with my mindset, every time I would go to the gym, I would always look at somebody else and go, "Man, well, I don't know that I'm ever going to get there." <laughs> he looks great. And then there's me. <laughs> but that's and, funny though, but I don't even do that. Like even when I go to the gym now, like I'm Really? I go in the gym, I do my workout. And then I leave. Like, I don't even look at anybody else. So what they're doing. Good for you. Like, I, I've never been like that with the gym. But for some reason, when I get on social media, I'm like, oh, look at look at that person. Look how far they've gotten. Like, and, right. you know, it, it's just it's just a bad thing. Like, it's been. Well, and that's. A, yeah. And that's the thing you just did there was you changed your conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of why don't I have that or why aren't I that yet? It's oh, well they're far you know they're far along on their journey and then you have to rewire it for yourself and go oh well i'm getting there like i'm working towards that too mm-hmm. like i'll be there soon enough and i'll be i'll be looking just like them eventually yep and that's a big thing too when you look in the mirror what do you see right and one of the things i've done over the last 6 months is every time i look in the mirror i go ryan we may not be happy with where we're at right now and it's it's a we thing. We're we're with our body. We're connect. You know, our body and mind are together. However, it's it's a team effort, right? And it's Ryan. We may not be where we're at right now, but we're gonna get there. And it's mm-hmm. we're 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 gonna work through it, and we're gonna get there soon enough, in in our own time. And that's <clears throat> that's the thing too is we always compare our day twenty to other people's day eight hundred and thirty seven. Yep. <laughs> And how far along they are in their business, their relationship, their marriage, or their health. It's, and no matter what, how you try to justify it, it, a lot of us still, and I, like I said, I will catch myself at times in the gym being like, oh my God, that guy looks good. But then I have to be like, hold on, that guy's probably at day, let's say 600 or something. I'm at day like today is day 86 for me being actually being consistent with everything. And it's, it's just a constant reminder. We have to constantly remind ourselves of that. I think. Yeah. Because like you will get in this dangerous trap of comparing yourself to other people. And it, like I said, 
in the social media age, it's just gotten worse. Like, you don't do that yeah. on the street day to day. Like, you're like, oh, look at that person. They're jacked. Why Why am I not jacked? Like, you don't think about right. all that stuff. But, like, for some reason, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's what it is about social media that we get on there and we're like, what? Why am I not this far ahead? Or, like, or, or all that right. stuff. Like, yeah, it's just, it's a, just a weird device. Like, I, I don't know. And when we start doing that, too, we again be less present and conscious about what we're doing in our lives and then every set you're doing you're worrying about oh well i don't look as good repping 135 as that jack guy over there doing 315 (laughs) you know like this doesn't look as cool and then you're a just gonna you're probably gonna injure yourself if you're overthinking things like that bad Mm -hmm. and you're you're just taking away from your life and you're taking yourself out of your life as the best way I can describe that. And instead of just living, living and working on you in those moments, because you went to the gym, you got, you got dressed, you got up, you went to the gym, you're committed, right? But then when you go in there and if you're thinking constantly about the other guy, it's, you're, you're not there, you know, you're not, mentally there and then your workout probably doesn't go as good because then you're like well why can't i curl 405 you know <laughs> and <laughs> i'm over here with 25 pound dumbbells like how come i can't do 405 pounds <laughs> and we we do that so much in our lives and we take ourselves out of our happiness in that way mm-hmm. rather than you know giving yourself like i don't know about you willie but ev- almost every day now i will give myself a, i know this is gonna sound silly <laughs> but i will almost always give myself a little bicep flex and be like yeah man we're getting there <laughs> and you know just something you know get get back in your corner get back in your life like l- like willie said learn to love yourself and be happy with your ride your journey because it is different for everybody and we we go through this crazy thing called life and we so often just compare ourselves constantly and we don't give ourselves we don't give ourselves the validation and the privilege to go out and do great things as well because we're again constantly comparing ourselves to people that have or are doing more than us it's just, it's crazy <laughs> yeah and i mean i i totally get like like i said with the with the last um the last episode um, it's called Life Update if, if you hadn't listened to it uh, for the people listening but I was yeah. saying like I was comparing myself with like my weight loss journey I was comparing myself with this podcast itself like I was like right. and, and, I, and I just had you know time with myself and I was like okay this is my, this is the podcast that I'm doing and mine can be different than everybody else's and so like Absolutely. I took time and, and this is why the, the podcast has changed into like, like an interview style thing because I wanted I I am super curious about the people's lives, and I wanted to pick people's yeah. brains, and I wanted to I wanted to know what make what makes people tick. So like, this is why I'm doing the podcast now, like in the in direction I'm going in now. So I just wanted to really learn from other people. So because I, I like to learn, like um, if you know me in my personal life, I like to yeah. you know dive into a subject and and read about it until I know everything about it. So like, right? I'm, yeah, I'm 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 always like that. So I'm like, why not? put that passion towards learning about other people and so that's yeah. why i'm doing the podcast this way absolutely I-, I love the new format too and yeah when i was listening to that episode i was like 
I, I was actually in my car driving, and I was like, God, Willie, we're going to talk about this tomorrow, because I was listening <laughs> to it yesterday, actually. And I was like, man, we're going to talk about this tomorrow, and we're going to get you We're gonna get you out of your head with the comparison stuff, because, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's tough, and it's 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 difficult, but... Yeah, man, and like I said, I love the I love the new format. I love what you're doing with it, and just everything in its own time, you know, with mm-hmm. our lives, with you know, with my podcast too. It's the same thing. Like, I it change. I have a new idea for it every day. It seems like, and just it's it is what we make it, and everything with its own time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, in this iteration of your weight loss journey, like, yes. I know you're doing 75 hard. And I wanted to yes. talk to you about that. So what is 75 Hard and why did you decide to do it a few months ago? Yes, sir. So 75 Hard is a program. I, I have to emphasize this, that it's not it's not a challenge is what I've seen a lot of people calling it. Mm-hmm. And it's not me saying that. It's coming from the horse's mouth because the guy that created it, his name is Andy Frisella. Andy Frisella is the uh, CEO, I think he's the CEO or COO, one of the two, of uh, First Form. Yeah. And Andy came up with this program. It's not a physical challenge. It is a mental toughness program. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is a lot of people think of it as a challenge. Like, oh, man, you know, I, and I, I get it. I get why these things exist. But when I see like 30-day or 90-day challenges and then you, you, people are done, and it's often something very minute, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, you know, do 10 crunches today and 10 crunches tomorrow. And, like, I don't want to take away from those things because they do have their place. However, that shouldn't you shouldn't only be doing ten crunches a day and then go eat a whole pizza like yeah. I, like I, like I used to do. And <laughs> there's so much more involved. So I'm, I'm kind of steering away here. However, so seventy five hard. It's on the outline of it. I, I will give you the blueprint too. But the outline of it is on Andy's podcast. It's called the MF CEO podcast. And the episode is called 75 Hard. Okay. 75 Hard consists of five different things and doing them every single day for 75 days. And the f- so the first thing, two workouts, two 45-minute workouts, mm-hmm. one of them has to be outdoors no yes. matter what. It's got to be outdoors. You could do crunches outdoors. You could take a freaking barbell outdoors, but one's got to be outdoors. The second thing, you have to follow any diet. Whatever it is, whatever sustainable for you, follow a diet. Yeah. Now, for me, I was using Avatar Nutrition. Avatar Nutrition is it's a service that I really believe in. And it's I think of it as like my fitness pal. However, it's like having a real nutritionist with you every day and they're constantly reworking your macros as needed. Yeah week to week so that that's my plug for avatar but (laughs) it that really made this process easy for me throughout the 75 days right and then excuse me the third thing so we did exercises we did nutrition drinking a gallon of water a day and i went out and bought like a 70 ounce jug Uh, my goal would be to drink most if not all of it before lunchtime and then try to get through another one before bed (laughs) Pro tip. So I'd be a little, little over a gallon. Yep, that's a pro tip. Absolutely. And so uh, I'm, I'm losing my track here. Uh, okay, the next one is read 10 pages of a personal development nonfiction book a day. And people got this mixed up in the beginning. It's not listen to an audio book for 10 minutes. It's 
physically read 10 pages. And I think it even of, says on the program that says to read a physical book. I think when I read it, uh, about seven, I think, <laughs> I think I read on yours, on your, on your Instagram, you posted it and I was like, it says it right yeah. there. It does. However, some people felt like, I don't know if they did it intentionally, but some people kind of took a shortcut and while they were doing like their cardio or something would listen to 10 minutes of an audio book and then they were counting that as it. And Andy kind of squashed that <laughs> real quick when he found out people were doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was, that was a big no, no. All right. Now, now you're testing me here because now I forget them all. Let me pull them up on my phone here. I got it saved. But so the exercises, we've got the water, the nutrition, the 10 pages of a nonfiction personal development book a day. And then the, la- oh, the last thing, this is, this, in my opinion, the easiest one, is taking a progress picture every single day. Mm-hmm. And I made a habit of that. And I still do it now to wake up and just take one every single morning and have it there with me. So 75 Hard is designed for 75 days. And you do every single one of those things every single day. And I made it I made it a mission to myself because I was also lacking on social media at the time as well. I made it a point to add a sixth task to my list and make an Instagram post of myself doing 75 hard or some form, some insight of it every single day. Mm-hmm. So I had 75 days consistent of posting. Now, as, as we kind of finished up... 75 hard because this thing's only been around since like the beginning of march i believe is when andy really put it out there and most people are finishing up or have finished up and then you go on to the next portion so the whole program as a whole now as from my understanding of as of what andy calls it is called the live hard program Mm -hmm. the first 75 days is tough and it's it's pretty brutal and then you go into and then you go into phase one phase one is 30 days Phase one adds three additional things. It's a five-minute cold shower. Uh, yeah. And see, it's no problem for me. I love cold showers. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I would take them ordinarily. And if I'm being – I'll share a quick story with you. My water heater in my house is broken for like six months in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. And that's not a joke. And I, I still took showers every day. And they, they were freezing cold. But they were – it's and this is the way I explain it to people is cold showers are a little win every day. Like I don't love taking cold showers, but it starts your day off with a little victory every single day. And I think that's huge and carries a lot of momentum yeah. in in my opinion. So five minute cold shower, ten minutes of dedicated visualization and just taking time out of your day for ten minutes to visualize your future, what you want to do with your day, what do you want to create. Yeah. All that stuff. And then the last thing is three critical power list tasks. So Andy talks about uh, his power list, that idea that I'm not sure if he created or who created it. However, it's three critical things you can do every day to move yourself forward. If they're not, if they're things that aren't habits yet or, you know, what, just all sorts, you know, different things. And they, they may be all the same every day, but it's an idea to help build better habits for yourself. Yeah. So I'm going to open up my journal here and kind of read a couple of mine. Uh, I One of my list, things on my list today was I have a speech coming up for Toastmasters tomorrow, and it was to prepare the speech. So that was done. I needed to do a leg day today because <laughs> my legs have been struggling. <laughs> and so that got crossed off this morning, thank God. Yes. And... 
<laughs> one of mine was the interview with Willie and providing good value today. And I hope to achieve that and hopefully we can cross that off. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was making an Instagram post because that one was, <clears throat> it's definitely not a, that even, uh, even though I did it for 75 days, you would think by now it was a habit. However, I missed like two days going into phase one, mm-hmm. which when I went into phase one, I wasn't as fixated on keeping it alive like that whole streak however i still knew i needed to be more active but anyway so going into phase one those are the three additional things i don't believe andy's talked about phase two or three i know they exist in some form or fashion Mm -hmm. however i don't know that he's given an outline for what additional things phase two and three will incorporate however from my understanding the phases are 30 days a piece and then yeah so a lot, lot of stuff there, <laughs> a lot of stuff there to absorb. But the, fir- the first thing is the 75 days, two workouts a day, one outside, follow a nutrition plan, a gallon of water, 10 pages of a personal development book, and then a progress picture every day. And you would be surprised how many people faulted just on the progress picture alone. <laughs> I saw so many people unfortunately along the journey that had that happen and i would i kind of like overthought it to the point where like before i went to bed i was like checking my phone like all right man did i take it <laughs> did I take the picture was that yesterday's picture or is that today's picture i can't remember mm-hmm. and and thank god that these things are dated now because yeah and i i just made a habit to start doing that every morning but yeah so 75 days i i did the 75 days and at first when i did it I was 378 pounds. That was on day one, right? Mm -hmm. And when I finished 75 hard, I was at uh, I was at 328. Wow! So I lost lost 50 pounds. Congratulations! But again, thank you. But uh, for me, again, this wasn't a this wasn't a physical challenge. Like Andy said, this is all about building mental toughness, Mm -hmm. drive, and getting you towards what you really want, because as I went through the days, it was tough. It was really tough. However, I began to ask more out of myself. I began to ask more of myself professionally and all sorts of things because I was feeling better. I was getting more energy back and I knew I could do more. And I made a point of of emphasis to get into and start doing more things. And 75 hard is what helped me release my podcast and really get things going with that because I had no confidence to release it. So 75 Hard definitely built that confidence. And now I'm into day 11, I believe, of the uh, phase one. Yeah. And yeah, so it it was tough. And I, that's why I always tell people it was tough. It's a grind for sure. But it went by really quickly. When I sign up, or you don't like sign up, but when <laughs> I started it in March, I my girlfriend shared it with me. And I was sitting there it was a she told me on a saturday right and then on a monday while i was at work i'm listening to the thing at lunch and i'm probably eating something really unhealthy at the time and the that tuesday that next day i started 75 hard i said i was talking to my girlfriend i said i don't know what it is but i I need to do this like this is what's going to give me the momentum i need like i don't know why i'm going to but i'm going to do this and i'm going to kill it like but also at the time, like when I started, I was like, ah, but I'll probably only make it today like 30 mm-hmm. and, you know, beating myself up that way. But 
man, I, I did it. I'm really proud of myself. However, I'm still very hungry for more. And like, I, I've got the drive back. And luckily, I can confidently say now that I've fallen back in love with the gym and just fallen back in love with my life again. And yeah, the I mean, the physical stuff's all the byproduct of the mental toughness that I created. And you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future for sure. Yeah, I remember when you started 75 Heart. I was like, what is 75 Heart? And then you went all 75 days with posting. And then right. after you were done with 75 Heart, then everybody else started doing 75 Heart. But yeah. they weren't doing it like you were doing it. I think people were like kind of cheating. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to name anybody's I, names. But <laughs> I, I saw yeah, several no, posts yeah, where I was like, they're not doing call it. Call anybody out right now? <laughs> no, I'm not going to call anybody out. But I, 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 I started noticing like people, start, they're like, Oh, I'm going to do 75 hard challenge. I'm like, it's not a challenge, but all right, you go ahead and do it. So, you know, and that sounds like such a silly thing too, but that's, that's like a major point of emphasis is changing the mindset and the way you're thinking of it, because it, it it's, it's a program to build your life. If you think of it as a challenge, you're just going to think, Oh man, I get through this 75 days and I'll be good. Like, and then on to the next challenge. So I, I know, and I know that sounds kind of, petty and silly but it it just it just is it just is what it is no i mean i but. get it like i i mean i you know i i do challenges myself like self like self-experimentation but like i don't follow a program where i'm like oh, i'm gonna do this challenge like i just hey i'm gonna get off social media for 30 days like i just i don't <laughs> i don't right, i don't right. follow any kind of program like i want to see if i can push myself to do this or this or this like i started doing ddp yoga because I wasn't getting any kind of flexibility. So I was like, all right, let me sign up for DDP yoga for a year. And yeah. so I've been doing DDP yoga, which is awesome. Like every, like for three days a week and trying to get up to five days. So like, that's awesome. I'm five weeks. Like this is the fifth week I'm doing it. So like, I just like the challenge. Yeah. myself. Absolutely. Good for you, man. Yeah. That's, it's good. You know, and what you just said there, I kind of want to, if you don't mind, I'm going to take another minute here because one of the biggest things that I've learned over the 75 days and kind of what you just alluded to there is what are we investing in every day in our lives? I made a post about this and a podcast episode about this, and I I can't talk about it enough because I think it's so important. But in my opinion, I think there's three areas of our lives we need to invest into every single day without compromise. And the first one is our future. We need to have the eye on the prize of something. If you died today, I'm talking to everybody, not just you, Willie, <laughs> but even myself, like if we died today, there's going to be something we're leaving behind a dream, a, a project that went unfulfilled on, you know, the potential of something that never came about. And it's kind of upsetting to think about those things mm -hmm. and to think about, you know, I left that on the table. Like I always said I was going to write a book. I always said I was going to start that business. I always said I was going to, but then you're gone, right? Yep. So how can you invest in your future every single day? Maybe it's a half hour of something. Maybe it's 10, 15 minutes. But those little steps like we were talking about with our health are huge to get us to where we want to be. So first one is future. The second one is your happiness. How does your how are you taking care of yourself? How are you, like, what is your maintenance like every day to keep yourself happy, to keep yourself present in your day-to-day -day and present in your life? Mm -hmm. Because these days that we have now, they're days that build our weeks, our months, our years, that build our life. And if we're 
miserable on the day, then that means our week's probably going to be miserable and then our life's going to be miserable. It's, it's important, I think, to take it one step at a time, one piece at a time, because if I tell somebody, okay, do what makes you happy today, they're going to binge watch Netflix for seven hours yeah. <laughs> and then get nothing else done. I think everything is good, but in moderation. So maybe you set an hour aside to watch a show at night while you're eating dinner, or mm -hmm. if you're eating dinner with your family, do set time afterwards. Or maybe your happiness is just going on a walk with your family or just going on a walk by yourself, whatever that looks like for you. But some sort of an investment in your happiness. And then lastly, an investment in your health every day. Yeah. Taking, a, taking a look at how are you investing in your health? Because these are investments. It's like money, right? We start off with these small things and they build and build and build into amazing things. Like you wouldn't have all your weight loss success, Willie, if it wasn't for you investing all your time and effort into doing it all. Mm -hmm. And the monetary investment you made towards DDP yoga is going to, it's you're investing in your future and you're investing in your health right there. You got two of them checked off, which is incredible. Yep. And it's, it's really taking an honest inventory of our life every day and say, look, how am I investing in my future, my health and my happiness? Yep. And I, I, I've been saying it a lot lately. I feel like I've just been on repeat because <laughs> I've been saying that a lot lately. However, I think it's so important. I think it's an interesting way to think of it that way because we everybody wants like get-rich-quick schemes. However, nobody wants the process to build up to that. And if you don't do anything, you don't get anything then. So we, we just spend our days not doing anything and nothing comes from nothing, right? And I think we all just think we're going to hit the lottery one day. <laughs> but if you want to, if you want to start that business, if you want to lose, you know, three hundred pounds, if you want to just be happy long term, make the investment in those three areas every day, and I think, I believe you will have that happiness and that fulfillment in your life. What, what truly gives people like a fulfillment? Like Willie, have you ever like? accomplished something or felt something in a way where because we're all really tense in our shoulders i know right now i'm sitting here and like my shoulders are really tense but mm -hmm. have you ever had that moment where you like accomplished something and then you were able to just <sighs> take that big exhale and relax your shoulders and go man look at what i did and yep. look at what i created and those are the moments that bring us so much joy and happiness and fulfillment now, what if you were able to build upon that every day and look back each day and have that breath and go, man, I made a step forward today. Like, man, that was awesome. And then carry that into your everyday. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that I learned through 75 Hard that I feel really inclined to share with people now. So, <laughs> No, I just think people don't don't realize that, you know, your time on this earth is very limited. Like, Yes, sir. You're not yes. guaranteed tomorrow. Like you could go tomorrow. You can go next week, next month. And, you know, I, I always remember that because like I, you know, I, I studied philosophy and stuff like that. So like there's yeah. a concept of memento mori, like remember you will die. Like you, you, you have to live your life the way you want to, like, because you're not guaranteed anytime. Like you could go mm. anytime of like you can go tomorrow and you're done. Yeah, you can go right now. You can walk outside and get hit by a bus. Yep, <laughs> it's it's not pleasant to think about. However, one thing I learned with my mom's death and seeing her that way is that death 
if we allow it to be, can be a positive influence on us Mm -hmm. rather than being a fearful one because we're all going to get there at some point and coming to that realization. The other way I think of it too is that think, think of your life right now. What are we doing here? So we're sitting in two different rooms across the country, right? Mm -hmm. And we are talking on an, on the internet. Like what the hell is the internet? (laughs) And then if we, if we hit the zoom out button on Google maps, you're going to see, the u.s that we live in which is feasibly crazy to think about the oceans the continents and then you hit zoom out even more and you see we're on this gigantic space ball flying through space Mm -hmm. and then you go holy shit like look at all like everything in your life is so wild as it is so why can't you do any you know why can't you go do something crazy but just know that all your problems and anything that you think is a limiting factor in your life is so minute. Yep. You are just so lucky to be here, be alive, and it's it's a miracle you're alive, flying through space with the rest of us on this crazy little planet we call Earth. <laughs> and like let, let that just make you smile for a second and go, hell yeah, man! So I'm gonna go start the next Tesla. I'm gonna start the next whatever that whatever it is for you. It's. It, I always laugh and smile when I think of that because it is crazy what brings everything together. Mm-hmm. The fact that any of all this stuff exists, the internet, somebody listening to this on their phone. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Anything in life truly, I believe, is possible. And it's just about putting those steps together, mm-hmm. building building the Rome that we want. But again, it, Rome wasn't built in a day. And it's it's. It's mind-boggling to me that there's still so many people that don't have the mental attitude or gratitude to be able to, you know, deal with those little things. And again, that comes with time and mental toughness, but we we just beat ourselves up so much and we take ourselves out of our lives instead of really living our lives. Yeah, I mean, you just have to, you know, I do a gratitude journal and stuff like that and like I mm. make sure every morning I write down 10 things I'm grateful for. And like you have Absolutely. to you have to do that because if you get in the minutia of just the day, like you don't realize like everything that you're complaining about is super minute compared to what is bigger out there in the universe. Like you just yeah. have to be, you have to appreciate what you have or and you don't, don't dwell on what you don't have. Just be appreciative of what you do have. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's, that's exactly it, man. And that's why I don't know if it, when I met you in person, I don't know if I had it at the time, but I have a tattoo on one of my fingers now that says gratitude. It's just something to look at every single day. Mm-hmm. If I'm having a bad day at work or something, but to look around and just be grateful that I have a job. If I, my, if I'm having, you know, the thing I think of every month is everybody hates getting their freaking phone bill, right? You get that <laughs> phone bill every month and it's like, damn, this thing's, I don't want to pay for this thing. Mm-hmm. But then you go, well, what if I didn't pay for this thing? And then what if I didn't have my phone? Like, look at all your phone does for you. You should be excited to get your phone bill every month because it's it's like, yeah, I'm paying for this and I'm getting so much out of it. <laughs> it's it's something so silly that I thought of a couple months ago, but it's it's really true. And ah, it's crazy. <laughs> I can go on forever, Willie. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> no, I, and I get it. Like, be appreciative for what you have. Like, you have Absolutely. that phone. You don't have to have the phone. You could be... Oh the person that doesn't have a phone and you can't communicate with people, you know, you could not have the internet. You could not have like, as long as you have food, water and shelter, like I feel like you're, you're fine. But I was going to say, yeah, which is, I was going to say, which is fine because a lot of people choose to live that way, which is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) 
So absolutely. So what do you have coming up in the future? Like, what, so you're you're like super Mister Mindset. So what do you have coming up in the future? Yes, yes, sir. So in so I I've been focusing a lot on my coaching, coaching people privately. So after my mom passed, I became an ACSM person, uh, certified personal trainer, and a big goal of mine is to just reach out and help more people. And that's really what it's all about. I want to help people be there for people when they're not even there for themselves, like my trainer was for me. So coaching and training has been a big emphasis on my life right now, and I'm always looking for more people to help and impact. And the podcast, my podcast is called uh, Lose Weight, Create Life. It's I don't want to think of it as like just like a little side project, but it is. And it's kind of like a fun just thing for me to get people on and talk to cool, interesting people that really get me moving and get me motivated. And I I love like I loved having you on and I love those conversations that I get to share and like you get to share with others and it's it's amazing. So yeah, the Lose Weight Create Life podcast has been quite the experiment and quite a lot of fun trying to figure it all out. <laughs> Luckily, I'm finally into a groove now, so I kind of know what to do and everything doesn't take like four hours to post one episode. <laughs> but, but that's the fun part, though, this is is building something from the ground up and being like this. I built this. And that's it, too. You know what the other thing was, is I finally built up my website and it's just ryantomco.com. And it was so fulfilling to just be able to build that from the ground up mm-hmm. by myself and just be able to say, man, I made this. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was another cool thing too. That that's mostly for the podcast, my coaching and just different things. And yeah, that, those are the big things I would say. And, you know, I'm really on a, my drive in life and something I want to do more public speaking on is helping people find their value and purpose in life before before they realize death, before they have to face death, because many people in life, like I was with my mom, many people in our life are on cruise control through their whole lives. And then something happens. They have a health crisis. Somebody dies, something like that happens. And then they finally find their purpose. Luckily for me, that happened when I was 24. Mm -hmm. And I know there are people that that doesn't happen to until they're 70. And I think what's interesting about midlife crises is that's the same thing is people realize they haven't accomplished anything and they're, you know, quote unquote, halfway to death. And I, I love being able to talk people through that, help people through that, and then help people with their health as well. So those are, those are the big things. (laughs) So I have two. More I know it sounds like a lot. I'm sorry. No, no, you're you're <laughs> good. No, I have two more questions for you. So yeah. I'm kind of taking this off of your podcast. So if you, yes, sir. <laughs> you, I, I, you've never met this person before, like, but you know yes. you're gonna be, you know, you're gonna see them once, and then you're not gonna see them again. Sorry, Ryan, I'm taking this <laughs> straight from your podcast. Yes. But um, what three tips would you give them, um, either for their weight loss or just for their life in general? I appreciate this, Willie, because I've never gotten to answer it myself. <laughs> I ask it, and I never got to, I've never gotten to answer it. <laughs> so I appreciate that. No problem. And I have thought about this quite a bit <laughs> because I do ask it every week. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. so three tips. The first one, without a doubt, is going to be invest in your mindset. Mm-hmm. Reading, doing something, listening to podcasts, putting positive people around you. And this all clumps under building the mindset and building your so building the mindset and happiness that fits your life. Yeah. And 
that's huge because once you have that there there isn't many like golden tickets to success however i feel like that's got to be the closest thing to one because it helps build the momentum for everything else in your life Mm -hmm. your business your health your relationships everything so develop develop a conscious present mindset and find what truly makes you happy the second one is going to be find a sustainable source for nutrition something you're going to consistently be able to adapt or not adapt to but do every single day that you are happy with Mm -hmm. you don't have to eliminate everything all at once you don't have to only eat greens and you know (laughs) colorful fruits and vegetables because i can tell you i sure don't (laughs) but find something that is sustainable for you yes and then the third thing is so we took care of mindset we took care of our nutrition the last thing is find a way to move your body every single day there are so many people that would be so grateful to be able to walk that is something that a lot of us take for granted. Mm-hmm. There are so many people that wish they didn't have like arthritis in their back and they could go on a walk or do something. Do something every day to move your body. Maybe you like swimming. Maybe you like skiing. Maybe you just want to go on a walk. But move your body. Find exercise that is comfortable and excites you to go back to. I know some people love CrossFit. Some people love bodybuilding. Some people love swimming. Find a form of exercise that makes you happy and that moves your body every day. Definitely. And the, that's, that's my three. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I appreciate the answer because, like you said, you, nobody ever asked you that question. So I figured out I, I would ask your question <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I appreciate no, I, I appreciate that, and I, I I had thought about it a lot, so I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I finally speak it rather than saying it in my head over and over. So again. nobody else can take it. I've already done it. That's, there you go. That's it. <laughs> and the the last question I have is, so you're an avid book reader, and yes. so to help somebody else, what are three oh. books that have changed your life radically? Three books you said? Yes. Okay. I'm going to try to dabble into a little bit of everything here. Okay. Um, so the first one, this is one you and I talked about on my podcast. However, I think it's crucial. Own the Day, Own Your Life by Aubrey Marcus. Mm-hmm. If you are just starting off in weight loss or if you just want to find a better avenue for your health, Own the Day, Own Your Life is just crucial to understand basic nutrition, basic exercise. like. I think Aubrey has put together something amazing in this book. I own a copy. I try to hand out a copy every couple of weeks to somebody because I think it, it is it is special. Yes. Own the day, own your life by Aubrey Marcus. Oh, what else? What else? What I'll else? put you on the spot. I know. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to you know kind of put everything together here. I'm pull, okay, I'm pulling a Nikki move right now. So, <laughs> so my next one is going to be the dichotomy of leadership by. Jocko Willink, and I think it's pronounced Leif Babin is the co-author. Yes. Dichotomy of Leadership. If you don't think you're a leader in your life, you're probably not. And you deserve to be a leader in your life, and you deserve to be a leader in other people's lives as well. Now, that doesn't mean owning everything, however, as in having possession of everything. However, 
feeling that leadership role and that self, you know, self-worth and the sense of that I need to do well in certain scenarios, if that makes sense, and I need to, you know, just be present and be mindful of things in leadership and in life, I think is very interestingly outlined in the dichotomy of leadership. And yeah, that that's a book that I really, really value a lot. And then, okay, the third one, mm, okay, I got it. All right, so we talked about we talked about health. We talked about leadership. The last one is going to be about your future, your future endeavors, and just everything in your life as a whole, as far as like friends, relationships. So, the School of Greatness by Lewis Howes mm-hmm. is is one that it outlines everything for you, everything in your life, your from your friends, your professional aspirations, your. It talks about your health a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a minute since I've read it. But that is something that's really eye-opening as well. And Lewis is somebody that was started at nothing and built an empire almost, and or he's working on it. He's getting there, and it's it's a very interesting read. I actually listened to it on Audible because I really like Audible books where the authors read them, Definitely. and I, I I loved hearing Lewis read his own book. And so, if you're not already on Audible, like that's that's a good way to get started because lewis is the man his podcast is ridiculous ridiculously incredible i should say and the book is just as amazing so those those so own the day own your life the dichotomy of leadership and then the school of greatness those are all great recommendations i've read all three of them (laughs) yeah uh i they're they're very important to me you know in their own way and i think reading has been it's something I wasn't doing for a while, and thank God through 75 Heart I started up again and finally you know, got my groove back with it. So I'm very grateful for that. Well, I'm also grateful for you being on this podcast, Ryan. No, I'm grateful for you, Willie. I'm very appreciative of your time, and I know you're a busy guy. <laughs> and I'm appreciative to the listeners, too, anybody listening. And please, anybody, don't hesitate to reach out to one of us if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling lost. Like We're, we're in this together. And that's what it's that's what it's all about. So how can people contact you? Yeah. So you can email me directly at ryantomko at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at ryantomko. You can listen to the podcast on most podcasting platforms, I will say. And it's uh, Lose Weight, Create Life. And then if you had any interest in coaching of any sorts, my website is ryantomko.com and we can you can email me and we can talk about your dreams, your aspirations. Well, I appreciate you coming That's on, it. Brian. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate you, Willie, and thank you again for your time and thank you to the listeners. I really hope we brought something here today. I'm sure we did. And keep going strong. You you I say this at the end of every one of my podcast episodes, but I really I really do believe it. And as I've said it throughout the ends, I, I feel like it gets oversaid now. However, I truly believe it. And that is that whatever it is you want to do in life, whatever you want to create, you are worth your dreams and you are worth making those happen. So go out there and kick today's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Ryan again for coming on the, the podcast. Uh, we've been trying to get this together for a long time. It's just between me being sick and all that stuff in the last month, uh, just hadn't worked out, but I really appreciate Ryan coming on and just talking about his journey with weight loss and just his mindset of 
being positive and just living life to the fullest every day. So I really appreciate Ryan coming on and just sharing everything that he wanted to share. If you want to connect with Ryan, you can follow him on his website. Uh, it's ryantomco.com, or you can follow him on Instagram. It's at ryantomco. Uh, definitely give him a follow if you're on Instagram. Um, send him a direct message and just have a conversation with him because the, the, the dude likes to help people, and he just wants to have a conversation with people. So uh, I really think you should uh, follow Ryan and just hear what he has to say like if because he could probably help you if you have issues with something um the dude's like like i keep saying he's super positive and like i feed off his positivity and uh, the dude works hard for whatever he wants in life so definitely give him a follow and if you want to give me a follow you can follow me on social media i'm on instagram at willie gillis or if you have any questions comments or concerns you can email me at what i live for podcast at gmail.com And with that, that's going to be the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm really enjoying doing these interviews. So um, I've got a few more lined up, but I'm having fun with it. So until next Thursday, I'll see you guys soon.